Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to this podcast. You guys know who this is. Darren Daz. Should be whitewater kayaking in the Himalayas. You know, February. Time to be going to Nepal for the spring season. Probably with a quick bit of Rishikesh action on the way. Maybe a low water Pindar. Yeah, bit of a Ganga trip. Eating Dalbat in one of the dabbers. But that's not the case, is it? Because it's Covid times. And I'm in North Wales, in Snowdonia. And a bit of the UK at the moment's got snow, but we've got rain. And I can't go kayaking even if I could was allowed, because I'm isolating. Because after my job, I got a bit shivery. And I got a bit of a funny taste in my mouth, and all that stuff. Funny taste could be down to the fact that I drink a lot of black coffee and have a lot of garlic and chilli. The shivers, they could be a side effect. But they also could be COVID, so I'm sat at home. Which is fine. People have dropped food and coal off, and wood. So life's good. Anyhow, we don't really need to know about that on the podcast, do we? But I'm just going to waffle on to you and tell you, I'm not drinking coffee on this podcast. But I'm going to talk about coffee. And it's going to be a bit of a geeky sort of podcast, this one. A bit of a nerdy, geeky one. So if you're not into nerdy, geeky podcasts, then you might want to turn it off. But this one's going to be about stoves. Now, as you will know, if you listen to this podcast with any regularity, and if you don't listen with any regularity, I'm going to tell you, multi-day kayaking's my thing. It's what gets me off. I really enjoy it. And I've spent years and years cooking on a variety of sources. From open fires, to gas stoves, to spirit burners. And over the last few days, I've been thinking about the benefits of each. And the negatives of each. So let's look at the first one, the old trusty cooking over an open fire. This works really well in lots of places in the world cooking over an open fire when you're doing multi-day trips and you put a pan in the back of your boat you don't have to make a fire and stand up you don't have to take any stove with you and you can collect wood when you get to camp works well unless you're in an area for example Zanskar or Zarap or parts of the Indus where wood is rare in the UK perhaps where wood is damp North America where wood is damp difficult to get a good fire going especially if it's raining you know not that it rains in Ladakh but wood's scarce in Ladakh so wood is a bit tricky Nepal on the other hand wood quite plentiful make a little star fire conserve the fuel make sure villages have got enough fuel for their their needs and what have you and it works really well and and that's a good thing, isn't it? You know, you just put a pot in the back of your boat and away you go. Up in Ladakh, as I've mentioned in previous podcasts, I've been using a little gas stove. And for years I've been using the small titanium stove made by a company called BRS. 
Alkit have got one very similar. I forget what they is called. Is it the Cracker or something? Tiny little thing. Weighs about 25 grams, 27 grams. And obviously you stick a gas cartridge, gas bottle on the back of it. But there's a lot of different ones on the market, isn't there? If you're going to be choosing stills. Now, I like the DRS because it's really good for ultra lightweight backpacking. And it, you know, it works well. And MSI did one called a Pocket Rocket. Jetboil have just released one that works with its Jetboil sort of pan thing and that weird flared base heat exchanger thing. And they're all very similar. They're all not as light, but they're all based on the ultralight principle. Jetballs is called a stash and your gas bottle and your stove all fits inside your, your pan. Now, it's not mega important for kayakers and canoeists and, over, and us overnighters to have a quick meal because we have a lot of time quite a lot of the time you know like at camp so it's not important that we can boil water quick but just out of interest that's what i've been doing and this is where you might want to turn off if you're not that bothered but the brs will boil a cup of water and a cup of water this is not sort of scientific so a cup of water i don't even measure my cup so we're talking it's about 400 you know 400 mil something like that's about a cup in it in the brs that'll boil in just over you know three and a half minutes without a windshield in my kitchen probably quicker you know with a new gas bottle and a different start of i had a titanium mug on top and it's probably a bit quicker than that, you know. But roughly, we're talking three and a half minutes. Like I say, time's not massive driver when you're ultralight, uh, overnighting. If you're ultralight in backpacking, it might be a bit of an issue, you know. Especially if it's all about how much fuel you're using as well. And the BRS, to boil that water, used 11 grams of fuel. And a little gas canister. Now... 11 grams of fuel don't seem a, a great deal. Like the, the pocket rocket, the MSR pocket rocket, which is, it's like industry standard, the pocket rocket. That uses 10 grams of fuel. And it's a little bit quicker than the uh, the BRS, but it's a little bit heavier. But the he weight shouldn't really matter too much, you know, if you're loading up in the back of your boat. Now, the new jet ball, the stash, I've not got one of these. So I've had to use these details off somebody else's review. But that that boils in like two and a half minutes. It's a minute quicker to get your brew. And that only uses five grams of fuel, which is half as much. Now, you know, if you've got five grams of fuel gone and you've got a hundred gram cartridge, that, that's quite a lot, isn't it? You know, you carry a small cartridge with a cartridge canister. You guys know what I mean. But again, if you've got your gas canisters, you call them gas cartridges, I keep mixing the terms up, but you guys know what I mean. If you've got your gas canister and you're on a multi-day trip, how many do you need to take with you? And then you've got the issue of what, how you dispose of them later. I know you can refuel them. You can buy adapters and transfer gas out of a bigger one into a smaller one. But you've got that issue there, haven't you? How do you do this? How do you dispose of your gas? Can you buy gas 
you know, if you're in the Himalayas, if you're in Leh, can you buy gas? Years ago, you couldn't buy gas. Now you can. You can't buy the small canisters. You can buy the ones that are a bit bigger. What about spirit burners? The Tranja is like industry standard, isn't it? And people that did Duke of Edinburgh at school or scouts, they always carried those big Tranja stoves around. I mean, I'm just, I've had mine 30 odd years and I've just updated the pots on mine. But it's heavy and it's bulky and it rattles and it's a pain to clean. But meths is cheap and plentiful. And you can buy alcohol spirit and around the world really sometimes it's got different names but you can buy it around the world now the Trangier to boil the same cup of water and I know this because I've done a test on this one using a Trangier 27 it's three and odd you know nearly four minutes to boil that cup of water again not a massive drama if you sat around camp doing not doing a great deal under your tarp or whatever but if you're in the need of a, a rush, it, you know, and you need to get hot fluid inside you, that can be a problem. Like I say, big and bulky as well. Could be called speedster stoves, polymath stoves. I've discussed these before. More cottage industries. The speedster and the polymath don't use as much fuel, as much spirit as the Tranger. So you can carry less. But again, how do you carry it? Are you going to be carrying a litre, half a litre of meths in the back of your boat? Something to consider. Then you've got what is probably the industry standard stove for multi-fuel. And this is petrol and a petrol stove or other flammable pressurised materials. MSR Whisperlite. MSR Whisperlite has been used a lot. I've used one myself. I know a lot of friends swear by him. I swear by a whisper light quite a lot ago. What the bloody hell is this? Got to do bloody maintenance on this. And that's my problem. If you have dirty fuel in a whisper light, or a Dragonfly, or a GTX, I think it's a GTX, whatever the uh, MSR fuel stoves are called, if you get dirty fuel, it clogs it up and you've got to do a bit of field maintenance on it. And that can't be bothered with field maintenance. And again, you've got to carry a fuel bottle with fuel in. If it flares up, it can be quite dangerous and can set fire to your tarp. But then if you knock over a spirit stove, it can set fire to your dry top. Not that I'm speaking from experience, it's just possibilities. I always knew somebody who kicked a fuel stove over, a transier over, and the flame went up the side of the truck. So, very quickly... I'm not a fan of these pressurised petrol stoves, whisper lighty types, because of the maintenance, dirty fuel in foreign lands. Although they do run on good fuel and they need priming, and they're not super quick. You know, you're talking still three and, odd mi three and a half minutes to get your water, three minutes on a good day, which is comparable, isn't it, to the BRS or the Pocket Rocket, very comparable. It's not as quick as a Jetball or Stash. It's brand new, it was. It's going to be about 100 quid. A lot of money. BRS stove, it's about 14 quid. But it does use 11 grams of fuel, and the stash uses 5 grams. So the more you use the stash, the cheaper your brews are, and the more you use the BRS, the more expensive your fuels are. So long term, if you're using it every day, 
for a season. It'd be cheaper to get the jet boil. But as an occasional usage, or to supplement that against the open fire, your BRS is probably going to work out all right. Your pocket rocket sort of sits in the middle there. And like I've always said, none of these podcasts are funded in any way by sponsors or I don't get given free stuff. And if I don't, I tell you anyway. So, in conclusion, just a really quick podcast. In conclusion, what's the best way of cooking a meal? On a multi-day trip, I'm making a hot brew on a multi-day trip. Or sometimes, you know, like I've made brews on me on my day trips. I've stopped, you know, by some nice birds, perhaps. If I've been on the flat, I've stopped by a lock. And I've made myself a brew. Well, I've watched the canal boats chug past. Had some biscuits. My favourite biscuit being the party ring. Or perhaps the fig roll. And we're not going to get into a debate about Jaffa Cakes. But too many people don't. They take a flask. And flasks are fine for making quick brews, aren't they? But they sort of limit, you sort of limit yourself, don't you, a little bit to what, what you're having. Uh, but, you know, each to his own. Anyhow, going back into it. Your stoves and your heat source or where you're cooking is all dependent on where you're going and what you're doing. If you're flying into, say, the Alsec, can you take pressurised gas canisters with you? Probably not. Can you use aviation fuel in that whisper light or similar? Can you use wood? Research, research, research. I've just rattled on here, haven't I? You know, just rattled on. But it's been nice to chat to you. There's a link here. If you want to buy me a coffee for any of these podcasts, you can buy me a coffee. There's a little link. It sends some money to somebody else and they send it to me. And it covers a coffee. It probably covers an Escaf or a Mellow Birds as opposed to some smart hipster stuff. But that's all right. Anyhow, just rattling on for 15 minutes. I hope you've enjoyed this. But like I say, if you are doing multi-day trips, try and work out what fuel you can have for your, uh, for your stoves that you're taking. Or if you've got wood, and how you're going to light your wood, and have you got enough lighters, and can you light off kindling, or are your bushcraft skills all good? If you're doing day trips, and do you want to take a stove with you? I quite often take a stove in the little watershed bag, make a brew. It's been known even on doing laps in my local run to make a brew, like as I'm loading boats up. Anyhow, you have a cracking, cracking day, everyone. And I'll speak to you all very soon.